So welcome to a, a little special edition of our episode on meteors and meteorites. Uh, we are going to uh, offer a little, this is a little short uh, separate episode, a little sidebar episode that uh, Wayne and I put together for you. Um, these are from a couple of talks, Wayne, that you gave several years ago about meteors and whatnot. So why don't you tell everybody what they're about to hear? This is kind of cool. Yes, this is a, a recording of a, a lecture I did. This is back in 1991. Uh, so I was a little younger than Dan. And uh, <laughs> uh, so it was uh, in Wichita, Kansas. I did a talk called Meteorites in Earth History. Um, and we're just going to sh- play a couple of clips out of that. Uh, the first part is about the Arizona meteor crater and how they discovered it and this, how they originally investigated it back around 1900 and they came to the conclusion it was an impact from space and what happened about that. It's kind of an interesting story. And then uh, the other part's about uh, Tunguska and some other things of how impacts from space have affected people through history. Um, so it kind of relates to what we, what we talked about in our other program. All right. So this is from a younger Wayne Spencer talking about the glory of God in meteors as they have uh, impacted us here on earth, literally and figuratively impacted us. That's right. So so we hope you enjoy these clips from, uh, from Wayne. When you have a crater on the earth that's uh, partly eroded and it's, it's old and part of it may be gone, um, but they call it an astroblem. Okay? The official name is an astroblem, not a crater, because it's really not, it doesn't have the whole, all the features of a crater anymore. Uh, <clears throat> but scientists are finding large craters or former craters astroblems around the earth about five or six every year these days now you may have heard of the one in uh, Arizona it's uh, just called Meteor Crater Arizona and it's about 4,000 feet across most of a mile uh, across and uh, something like 600 feet deep if I remember right and it's it looks large I mean it's you know, to us. But that's really just a small crater. If, if a crater the size of the Arizona meteor crater were on the moon, you could barely see it with a large telescope. And uh, in recent years, they've been finding much larger craters than that, or former craters, on the Earth. Um, the largest one, according to what I read, there was an article in the uh, Wichita Eagle, um, this comes from the Wichita Eagle on uh, June 30th, 1991. And there was uh, an article that said that the largest reported one on the Earth and that they know of right now is 124 miles in diameter. It's up in Ontario, Canada. Uh, what are meteorites? You, know, you, might, you might hear some related terms, and there's some confusion about them perhaps. Uh, a meteoroid is a name for an object that's out in space before it gets to the Earth's atmosphere. That's a meteoroid. 
And when it gets to the atmosphere, then you can see it in the sky because it gets very hot as it goes through the atmosphere and you call it a shooting star, you know. So because it, it, it burns up and it vaporizes as it goes through the uh, atmosphere because it's coming along when it gets to the Earth's atmosphere. It's going about uh, 10 or 15 miles per second. It's really whipping along. It can be going uh, 40,000 miles per hour. <laughs> and uh, so it, if it's a small object, it's going to get slowed down a lot by the atmosphere. and It'll probably get vaporized and burned up. And usually they don't, they don't make it all the way to the surface. If it does make it all the way to the ground, then it's called a meteorite. So a meteoroid is out in space. Meteor is going through the atmosphere when we, when we see it. And a meteorite is if it reaches the surface. Um, <clears throat> uh, they believe a lot of the large impacts could be from asteroids. Like I said, asteroids are rocky objects. They're like rock of uh, different uh, compositions. And, uh, but they could also be comets. Uh, asteroids and comets have orbits that could could make them cross the Earth's orbit, and if the timing of the Earth and the uh, and the asteroid was just right, it's possible they could collide. But a comet is more of an icy object. Uh, although they believe comets have a, they probably have a have a core of rock, but they have a lot of ice on them, and that makes a difference in what happens if they uh, get to the Earth. Um, I want to explain a little bit about what happens when an, a major impact occurs. Uh, there's some misunderstanding about this uh, for a while. It took scientists a while to figure this out, but they, uh, it was back in the 1800s, I think, sometime when somebody came across the Arizona meteorite crater. And they knew that uh, there was a lot of iron around there. You could go around and you could pick up little pieces of iron from around the surface, around the crater. And uh, prospectors wanted to, to know, all right, where is this iron? Well, they, they figured out it must have been from an impact, an object that collided there. But, and they thought, well, that means it must have iron in it, and we, we should be able to dig down and find this object and get iron from it. It sounds logical. So there was this guy, I forget his name now, but he, he spent 15 or 20 years of his life trying to uh, drill down in that area and find that object. And he never did find it. You now he drilled down all over that crater, and they, he never did find it. Well, so <clears throat> came along, there was a guy who worked for the Army, or the military, and uh, he worked in uh, ballistics and weapons, okay? Uh, related to artillery shells, you know, and he designed things like this. And so he, somebody employed him to study this uh, uh, question of the crater. They wanted to figure out where this object was so they could get this iron. Uh, because it's true that uh, meteorites do have a, a lot of iron and nickel, and they're often magnetic material. They have more uh, of certain metals than, than rocks and the earth do. So, uh, they, uh, he got to studying this, and when he looked at the physics of it, he found out, well, look, when, the, when the, an object comes from space, it's going to be going pretty fast. And when it hits the Earth, you're never going to find it because it's going to get completely vaporized by the collision. 
In fact, it's going to vaporize the entire object and some of the rock around it. In other words, uh, see, anything can be turned into a gas if you heat it enough. If there's enough energy put into it, it can vaporize it. And uh, when, if, when an object that weighs a million tons or a billion tons is coming down at 10 miles per second or more, and it hits solid rock, uh, what happens is all that energy, all that kinetic energy of its motion is going to get changed into heat, uh, it'll give off some light, you'll see an explosion of course. The explosion is more than just the rocks getting broken and knocked away, but it's the, the energy of that motion is getting changed into other kinds of energy. And it goes into vaporizing the whole that object, and the heat vaporizes some of the rock around it. There's also been a few cases of some in recorded history of people have seen uh, an object come down out of the sky. Uh, I saw a picture once of somebody's pickup that had a uh, meteorite come down and hit somebody's pickup, and it went through the the roof of the pickup and went down through the seat and. Uh, <laughs> uh, Paul tells the story of some lady that said it came through her house and hit her in the hip. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know. There's, there's some, uh, those are rare stories, but uh, there are some cases that where meteors have come down and people have seen it. Uh, the one that's really kind of significant, though, is uh, one that happened in Siberia. And uh, you might, <laughs> there's been some funny stories about this where. Uh, they've conjectured, you know, you, you can see something like this in something like National Enquirer, and they'll say, in 1908, UFO exploded over Siberia. <laughs> uh, well, what really probably happened was uh, it was probably an icy uh, comet-like object that exploded in the atmosphere. It was probably the best explanation. It was in 1908. Now, there was only one witness... Um, because nobody lives up there, <laughs> up in northern uh, Russia. Nobody likes it up there. So uh, it was in a forested area, and it happened in June. Now, the object exploded in the air. It didn't make a crater. But there was an incredible blast. And uh, they estimate the object uh, would have been about 300 feet in diameter. Now, uh, something 300 feet in diameter, even with the largest telescopes today, you could not see it coming. That's too small to pick out and, and, and get ready for it, you know. Uh, scientists today are trying to find objects that are like a mile or more in diameter because they can be, they're, more, they're visible to telescopes and you could see it coming and you could, you could get ready for it, hopefully, uh, if it happened to be heading towards the Earth. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm glad that my God is the one who's in control <laughs> of these objects. Because, you know, you can think of nuclear explosions, you can think of uh, volcanic eruptions and all kinds of natural disasters, but uh, a large asteroid or something that colliding with the Earth would be a disaster like nobody has ever imagined. Uh, I mean, this... Uh, this one in, in uh, Siberia is, is an area called Tunguska, okay, in Siberia. Now, they estimate it would have been about 300 feet in diameter. 
and the energy of the explosion from from uh, the effects of the explosion around it and the distance they measured the shock waves and all they measured the shock waves all over the world at that time by you know scientists measured it and they they say that the energy of that explosion was about uh, uh, find my number here 10 megatons it's like a 10 megaton explosion the uh, equivalent to a 10 megaton nuclear bomb that's much larger than the ones used in World War II for instance now and they, they think it probably exploded about at about 20,000 feet alt- altitude and that's pretty high but it had enough energy that uh, there's a man who was about 70 miles away who said he was knocked over in his chair. Uh, it was reported, I think somebody said it knocked over horses, something like 100 miles away or something, I don't know. So there was, uh, it has a lot of energy under the explosion in this one. That was just a little one. You know, that was just a little one. And uh, if, you, if you look at the, the, the one in Arizona and you think, what, what did this? And that was a little one, really. And there's a there's some now they've found that are over 100 miles across. So there's some violent things that have happened in the past. Good Heavens is a podcast examining and appreciating the wonders of the cosmos from a biblical perspective, designed for education and wholesome entertainment for the whole family. From the most distant galaxies to the strangest stars in the universe, Wayne and Dan cover a wide variety of cosmological and astronomical topics as they point to the glory of God in Christ. Thanks for listening to another episode of Good Heavens, a production of Watchman Fellowship Incorporated, Arlington, Texas. For more information about Good Heavens or other topics and podcasts related to apologetics, world religions, and cults, visit watchman.org today.